podcast. Florgoth, Florgoth, he's our man. If he can't do it, fuck. I regret, I regret what I just did. Just so you know. <laughs> you know what you don't see either in the abyss or you know, hell? Janitors. They have no fucking janitors there. <gasps> <laughs> oh god, oh god. <laughs> it's the wacky waving waving in front of the wall. Damn it. Don't make me go to audio school just to like you, you def- understand if, if what's you going on. You need to go on. to audio school to clap. Uh I have I have other things that you need to be worried about. <laughs> hey, hey now. That's mean. Uh, right. We gotta be nice to each other because Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah. So you, you guys have to be super nice to me and let me know if that clap was on time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you guys clapped. I didn't hear a clap from you guys. I think you're fucking with me. I literally can see the waveform. Yeah. Oh, damn. Same. All right. All right. I just well, heard. I heard me and Chris go clap, and then I heard like half a second later clap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, welcome to another episode of Outside the Stat Block. I am Ben, I am your father, and I love you all very much. <laughs> well, I am Jesse. Uh, I am not your father, but I still love you all very much. I am Chris. I am your begrudging uncle who loves you because we're related, but eh, you're all right. I guess <laughs> I'll be I guess I'll be little brother. I'm telling mom. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, no. I mean, sure. You go talk to go, go talk to your mom. I'll, I'll be in the kitchen having a beer. Uh, I think that's my line. <laughs> no, your line is no, Jesse. Come here. Uh, let me show you how to nope, drink a beer. No, I am. I, oh, that is not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the uncle's job. Teach them things that the parents won't. Yeah, that's true. And regret letting you around to teach him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I am an uncle, everybody, just so you know. <laughs> um, Congratulations. Just somebody's uncle. Let's play some D&D now here. Yeah, uh, before, before, right. we, before we get this one started, I just want to say that uh, we are fully aware of the change in audio quality based on the fact that we're now doing this remotely we are working to improve it and it will be better i promise yes uh sorry about that last one everybody but um after that happened we actually had uh uh, several meetings trying to improve it we think that we have i've actually gotten a brand new interface and i'm really excited about it um and uh we're gonna work on getting all of our audio up to uh, speed so that it's it's a good like sound experience <laughs> no go ahead tell them more about your interface uh, it's a roadcaster pro don't, baby I was, what? no don't tell them they don't care about your damn interface they just oh. want to listen oh okay. they want to listen to a beautiful love story that i'm going to present to you today all right yeah. all right all right it's going to be fantastic yeah no so, uh you told us about this, and I've been uh, very excited to record this one. Yeah, no, I I am pumped. So, in honor of Valentine's Day that's coming up, if you uh, you know have you know some sweetheart D and D person in your life that you want to send this to them, go ahead and shoot it on over. It should be uh, a fun little time. 
I uh, have something kind of interesting, I guess, planned for uh, Tordok and Wheeler today. Uh, Jesse, go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, the character you'll be playing. Uh, yeah, no, my my dude's name is uh, Tordok, and um, he's uh, got that city street uh, feel to him. He's a rogue um, with a few magical abilities, um, arcane trickster, and um really excited to uh kind of go into him a little more than uh we have so far with our characters yeah and uh i'll be reprising my role as wheeler uh he is a half elf also a rogue but he is uh he is just a straight up thief and he knows it and he's proud of it oh yeah no we're both half elves (laughs) (laughs) just so that's aware yeah oh god all right no i love tordok and wheeler very much they have a very interesting uh sense of humor and outlook on life compared uh just pulling that from the side quests that we've done in previous episodes so uh i don't know about you guys but i'm ready to get into this so you guys want to start playing some DD? hell yeah where we going absolutely right. what's the quest yeah what kind of quest you got us working on so we're gonna start out at about 10 o'clock on a very dark but clear sky forest relatively dense but the trees are lower to the ground do have a little bit of flora and fauna following the tree base and you can hear the sound of some night creatures off in the distance and as you two are trying to find some sort of place for respite some nice place to cash in for the evening after your long days of traveling through this forest you start to hear all of the sounds in the forest die down to a low, lovely chirping of crickets. And they're almost as if they are chirping in tune. And it's very calming. Hey, Wheeler, you, uh, uh, you hear that? Shit, yeah. Yeah, I do, Tordok. That's, uh, that's making me, like, even more sleepy than I was before. I, uh, God damn it. <laughs> I was eight until you yawn, man. Yeah. But look at the sky. Look how dark it is, but it's so yeah. like, it's so clear. As you look up to the sky, you see that clouds come start circling in around you in the area that you're in. And as you start pushing through the forest, it's almost as if the clouds form this perfect circle around you for miles. And you come out of the edge of the forest and you find yourself in a very small village that is in the clearing within this forest that is in a perfect circle. Several buildings line the outskirts of this right close to the forest's edge, and as the buildings go around, they are surrounding this very calm and tranquil lake that has a very small island at the center of it. You can see the moon is shining down, shining off of the lake and providing a lot of calming light as the crickets are still chirping, looking in on this relatively blue lit area and this area kind of looks relatively blue lit (laughs) yeah uh i don't remember this town being on the map but i mean i guess if there's if there was ever a time for a random town and a bed that i desperately need uh holy shit let's fucking go yeah no i'm down for this uh where's uh where do you think is is there any life around in this town that it looks like there is right now going on with at nighttime with lights and sounds and such <laughs> yeah Tordok, so in this town, so 
in this town, right, there are several uh, small wooden buildings that have, uh, you know, sectioned off panes of uh, windows, and they all have this soft yellow glow coming from them as candlelight is lit from inside. And it's every building that goes around this lake, which you can guess is probably 20 to make up this small village of roughly, you know, maybe 100 people. Uh, and as you are coming out of the forest line and you guys are looking down onto this, um, onto this village, you uh, see that there is a very nice, almost like someone laid down a different color like sawdust or something to form these nice neat paths and everything looks pristine and perfect. Every angle is symmetrical, everything like it just looks nice and appealing to the eyes. And as you look down you, uh, a path that comes out of the forest that you were traveling through, you can see uh, one large building on the left side of the path before it starts forming the outer circle of the lake with a big sign above it that's crooked to one end and reads, The Drowning Hearts Tavern. Oh, holy shit, a tavern. Nope, I take it back. Drink first, then bed. Yeah, no, that sounds like a plan. Sounds like us. I wonder what kind of beers they got here. Oh, God, uh, uh, the kind that goes in my mouth, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know whatever orifices it would go into, but listen, it sounds I've, like I've, we're going to put some in our mouth holes. Listen, I've done it the other way. You don't want to do it that way. It's, it's bad. It's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, but you get real fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys work your way up the steps into the Drowning Hearts Tavern, you can see that the wood that makes up this building seems to be dark and gray, several spots a little rotted, and the sign that's crooked up at the top looks like the chains could rust and break at any moment and just drop on your heads. Stumbling in, yelling and bustling about the alcohol, you get to drink instead of cashing in for the night. You open up the double doors into a dimly lit, everything seems kind of wet for some reason, podunk type of tavern in the tavern there are four tables that are round to have four seats on them each and there is a bar to your left there is a young elven lady at the bar and she turns as soon as you come in she goes hey welcome to honeymoon oh uh hi uh my name's uh wheeler uh who might you be oh my name is sandra suede you guys come on in now have a seat and take a drink Oh, God, uh, gladly. Keep them coming, sweetie. Yeah, no, that sounds like a plan. Oh, I'm Turdock, by the way. It's nice to meet you. Turdock, you said? Yep. <laughs> well, uh, all right, though, whatever suits you fancy. What can I get you guys to drink? You need an ale or a wine today? Oh, uh, ale, for sure. Yeah, no, uh, I'll take some ale. I'm, I'm not a fancy lad. Oh, that's right. You're the big, strong type, aren't you? Uh... She walks away to go and get your drinks, ignoring whatever comments you would make. Comes back on a small uh, tray with a couple of ales, sets them down in front of you, and goes, You know, you guys are at the wrong bar, right? This is the, the Drowning Hearts. You, know, you, need, you guys need to go down to, to the other bar. Why is this uh, so wet here? I'm going to ignore that for a second and just ask, <laughs> Why is your bar wet? Oh, it's just we captured, our wood kind of captures the moisture in the air. <laughs> from from the forest, it's very humid here with the lake. It just kind of seeps in. We didn't apply a good stain. Yeah, it seems poorly uh, clean. I don't know. I'm not hey. a carpenter. Glug no. glug glug glug. Uh, yeah, uh, that makes sense. So why why are you? I've never been at the place that just actively chases business away. Why are you trying to get us to go to the other bar? 
Oh no, this is the Drowning Hearts bar. You two need to go to the Lovebirds and then beer brewery, right? You guys certainly came here together. Uh, uh, uh oh set, no, no, we're just friends. Settle down there. We're we're just friends. Oh, are okay. You, are you? Actually, are we, you we traveled us me? along the road. Oh, I certainly am not. Now this is the Drowning Hearts Tavern. We only serve one type of food here, and that's gruel. I'll go fetch you some boys, some, and you can stay here and relax off the night. Yeah, all right. Uh, th thank you. As she walks away, you can start hearing and noticing the sounds of the tavern, and everything just sounds like in a dark, wet alley somewhere. But everything starts to um, kind of come. Uh, I'm sorry. You hear, but you hear from behind you at one of the tables another patron who has this large rotting top hat kind of pulled down over his eyes and was sleeping when you guys came in. But he bursts to life and he starts screaming and crying his woes away throughout the tavern, saying, Oh no, my Esmeralda, she doesn't want me back, she'll never come back to me. And he just starts making a ruckus throughout the bar. Hey, Bofesis, you want to keep it down over there? You're kind of uh, bumming me out, huh? Yeah, holy shit, bud. Uh, listen, I understand that heartbreak is a thing, but, like, chill is late. How can I chill when my Esmeralda will not come to me late tonight? She has left me. She's left me and she'll never return. Uh, uh, sounds like a sorry, whoa situation you got going on there. But like I said, buddy... Um, uh, a little TMI, huh? What are you doing? We're trying to have a good time. Oh, Ricardo is sorry. I'm sorry to bother you with my problems. Uh, go ahead and both roll me perception checks. All right. Woo! Spicy. <laughs> what'd you get? What'd you get, Chris? That's gonna be a twenty-one. Jesus. All right. Twenty-two. <laughs> What the hell? Oh, you fucking rogues, man. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Hey, I so, don't know what it is yet, uh, but I'm starting to per perceive something here. Uh, it's not going to be my voice, but just imagine it is. This is what I see. As he turns around and starts to sulk back to his table, you can notice that he has several very shiny and valuable objects that doesn't look like a man of his stature should wear. His clothes look ratty and torn like he's been wearing them for days, but these items are very pristine. As he looks like he has a gold chain that runs from the front of his um, pan uh, pants pocket to the back, could be a pocket watch, and a very nice kind of signet ring on one hand that looks like it's made out of either silver or gold. Uh, Wheeler's eyes light up and he immediately darts and gets directly in his path. Uh, hey, no, wait, uh, what was it? Ricardo? Ronaldo? It's Ricardo. You Ricardo, it yeah, time. all right. Hey, listen, you got, to, uh, so let's, let's, let's make a deal. I was hasty before. I'm sorry. It's late. I've been traveling. You got some nice things there. What, what, what say we make a deal? Nice things. Who needs nice things when you have no Esmeralda? Yeah, Here, no. Take them, and he throws his. He takes off his signet ring. And he kind of pushes it at your chest and slumps down in his chair, just kind of sulking. Yeah, yeah no, that that watch is nice too. I guess you don't need that either, huh? Oh, this watch. You know, it was a gift from my parents. I've had it forever. Ah, that's I so don't sad. Know if I could you... ever part with it. Well, could, I mean, could, it seems like it's just reminding you of bad times, huh? Is that, no. Was that a pun? Did you just make a fucking pun? <laughs> what? 
You know, it's less funny when you just point it out like that. Eh? <laughs> you, we've talked about this. I hate. He's puns. like, he's like elbowing. He's elbowing Wheeler as he's saying the. <laughs> I fucking hate puns. Pun too. <laughs> fucking hate puns. So listen, hey, bud. So you'd be hard to part with, right? Because it was from your parents. But hear me out. Like, would you be willing to part with that if we could maybe arrange to get your girl? You could get Esmeralda back for me. Absolutely. Did she's just like what? She just like stand you up or something? No, 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 no. Several nights ago, some jewelry went missing from her belongings. These precious stones that she has, they were taken by the Duke and the evil Duchess of this area. All those filthy rich people and their filthy money, and they take these things from her, and she think that it's Ricardo. So. If, if Ricardo could get these things, he could show Esmeralda that he did not steal. Ah, now you're talking on flavor. All right, uh, okay. We can If we can get the, these things, uh, how much it worth do you? Uh, you name your price, I give you Ricardo's watch. And? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> All right, make a persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be a oh, straight up 15. Yes. Uh, all right. So in addition with the watch, he agrees to give you, um, he gives you a little uh, description of what these, um, uh, th- what this jewelry is. And it's a pair of necklaces. And these necklaces are on a silver chain and they have this silver kind of clasp around them that holds this stone. And these stones are a dark gray in color, and they have several little light specks of gray that vary in color on them. Uh, But the stone feels enormously light, and that's what is making it so valuable. What they'll do is what he'll do is he'll let you keep the necklace and the clasp and the watch, but not the stones. He needs the stones back. I mean, yeah, all right, that seems very agreeable. All right. You're looking, so, you're, you can guess between the two, you're looking at probably like a 500, 750 gold reward. Yeah, no, this oh, seems great. Yeah, this is a great idea. No, uh, you point us in the right direction, right? Who's this guy? Yeah, where's this Duke and Duchess? Where they live? Where they live? Where's the house? What's the house made of? Is it made of wood? Don't, don't ask any questions. Just answer mine. They have a loft. It's on the upper levels of the Lovebirds in Brewery. See, it's therein. They think they control all the love in the town. You go there. You find and you find the stones and return them to me. I shall wait by the lakeside to give the stones to my love, and hopefully she will return. Well, that's kind of sweet. I uh hope this works out for you. Bravo! Now off, go. The night is young. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm gonna finish my drink. Is that cool? <laughs> He is, like, shoving you out of the bar. <laughs> ah, what are you just... doing? Hey, yeah, what you... I'm trying to drink here. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's get going here, huh? Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's go. I want to get fucking paid. All right. Uh, Sandra Swade, the barkeep, comes over and tames down Ricardo as he is, you know, now breathing back to life, uh, trying to sober him up as you guys scurry out of the bar. She gives you a couple to-go drinks on the way. You guys start following the um, left side. You go kind of counterclockwise out of this um, tavern towards the lakeside, and now you're on the main street um, for this this kind of village. And the lake is right to your right, and off at the center of it is a small island. Uh, And there is a sign that you pass as soon as you come in that says, Welcome to Honeymoon. As you continue to uh, 
passing the streets, you have seen several uh, people of varying races out of the player's handbook on the um, the uh, building side that are you know generally enjoying the nightlife. They're out and about. They wave and they're very nice to you as you are. Uh, uh, going through the street and a couple of them will even point you in the right direction to where the lovebirds in the brewery is when you get there everything is colored varying shades of pinks and whites it is very bright it is the most colorful building that you've passed in this town uh, the top looks like some sort of uh, very nice suite and the um, bottom section has four different doors on uh, all around this square building, and people are pouring in and out of this place. It is a very um, happening bar. There's music being played on the inside. Uh, it looks like it's standing room only with a long bar on the in, um, on the left side when you walk in. Uh, have I ever mentioned how much I just absolutely despise the color pink? Yeah, it's quite disgusting, huh? Why not go with, like, a nice purple, the color of, uh, of royalty or something? You gotta go with peak tacky, if you ask me. Or, like, black. Uh, I mean, listen, Doc Angel, I'm not looking for a... <laughs> Look, I just, I don't like colors. They stand out in the night, which is the opposite of the things I like doing, so... I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but why don't you go brood in a quarter there, uh... Sauce. Yeah, I'll go brood once I've made my money. I'll brood atop my pile of riches. Let's find these fucking people. You guys push your way through uh, one of the sets of doors on the side, and you are shoulder-knocking people as you are going in. There's, It is that busy and that packed. It's standing room only. There is a small dais at the center of this place that looks like a stand for a performer, and you see this um, dancing and singing tabaxi that is on the stage that is performing this uh, nice, like, lovely love ballad. Um, and everyone's really enjoying it. The bar is completely packed, and you can barely hear each other talk. There seems to be a set of stairs that goes up to a door at the back, other at the opposite side oh of the God. tavern, and that door seems to have a bodyguard on it. As you um, are having a hard time hearing each other, you can see that there's a set of stairs at the back side, uh, at the opposite side of the tavern, that go up to the left that lead to the suite. There is a half orc guard that is armed standing in front of that door. Uh, there are four bartenders uh, serving several people at once at the bar. Um, how many guards are in this? Like, how much security is in this place? The only one that has a weapon is that uh, individual that is at the uh, door leading to the second level. You don't see anyone else that is carrying a weapon. No one that seems to be any sort of spellcaster. It looks like a, a bunch of um, kind of like 1950s dress, kind of fancy ball area. Okay. Okay. It's a little bit dim and dark, but there are with the uh, light coming off the lake kind of bounces throughout the room. So it's kind of like, I'll, I'll tell you this, it's like your high school dance. That's what it looks like. So I go, hey, Wheeler. Uh, <laughs> and that's not my audio cutting out. That's all that he gets because it's so loud in there. <laughs> Tabaxi. Or. Uh, I'm gonna go talk to the orc. He's just like pointing, like you do at concerts. What? You just mouth and point. <laughs> All right, several people around you are getting annoyed as they came for you know a nice kind of more mellow evening as you guys are shouting above everyone else, and everyone just gives you this kind of rude glare as you start uh, moving 
uh, Tordok towards the bar, I'm assuming? Um, well, okay, so the bar is in front of us. To the it's, right of us it's, is it's the off, stairs. It's off to your left, and the stairs are in front of you across this kind of dance floor. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, wave for Wheeler to come outside. Uh, all right, I'll follow. All right, so uh, once we're outside, I just wanted some, like, quiet so that we could talk. Oh, wait, hold on. I just wanted some quiet so that we can kind of talk about this. Now that we got the lay of the land, right? Yeah. Or, I guess the way of the tavern. Uh, so what I'm thinking is if we start a brawl that we're not a part of, right, that security guard that looks like he's the only one there, he might leave his post to try to start something. You oh, hear me? yeah, definitely. I think we could probably maybe get something like that happening. So uh, I'm going to lean in like real close and I'm going to be like, so uh, if we, what, what I'm thinking that we do is if we pickpocket a few people, throw it in, pick one person out of the crowd, throw it in that person's pocket and then kind of like point them out and be like, ah, you steal him, right? Then everybody will jump down that dude's throat. Now we have to find the one dude that we have to plant, right? He's got to be somebody that's not really... Uh, standing out in the crowd, kind of doing his own thing a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. If, if we pick, like, a socialite, they're all going to be like, yo, it's not this guy. We know this guy. But yeah, I, I've been wolf, with him all night, yada, yada, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. All right, so uh, when we go in... Oh, um, don't mind me. I'm just seeing how many people are listening to your conversation coming in and out of this place. <laughs> what? What were, you, what were you saying? Oh, we're... Oh, oh I'm... I'm whispering. They can't hear me. I took it into account. <laughs> um, all right. So when we go back in, we uh, you go to the left. I'll go to the right. I'll yeah. snatch a few people up, sm- snatch a few things, um, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll find a mop. Yeah. That we can. Yeah, we'll find we some. Plant this shit. We'll find some rube. There's a lot all of right. people here. You guys got to be pretty stealthy to pull this off. I mean, I'm I'm thinking like if we can like if it's crowded where we're bumping people in the shoulders, right? Like doing a, a quick pickpocket that shouldn't be obvious, you yeah. Know, since we're master thieves and all. All right, so go ahead and give me uh, two rolls. Give me a perception check to notice people who are going to have the valuables and a sleight of hand check, and I will see how much stuff you guys get. All right. <laughs> All right, uh, perception checks. A gentleman's six. Oh, I got a nine. Oh, all right, and the sled hands? Um, that's better. 25. Also 25. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> no one sees us taking the unvaluable shit. <laughs> yeah, no one sees us taking these people's pocket lint. <laughs> all right, uh, so uh, Wheeler... Uh, as you start uh, working your way through the crowd, trying to find, you know, who could have the best stuff here, uh, you very easily and very quickly are able to peek in or um, move your hand uh, in and out of someone's pocket and grab something. And your haul is three copper pieces, and you have one comb that looks like it's made out of some sort of, like, old chicken bone. Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ, real fucking high rollers here in Honeymoon. Uh, Tordok, you also find three copper pieces, 
uh, but you're able to find a you know relatively good uh, vial of ink that's in someone's pocket. All right, nice, nice. Um, do we see somebody that is uh, like not as, like the least socialite person in the room, <laughs> like some kind of wallflower? It's, so the the most obvious one would be the half orc that looks like he's guarding the door because he's not talking or interacting with anybody, and you don't see anyone going uh, up or down those stairs to even ask if they can get up. So he right. He's, everyone seems to know his position. Besides them, there are, um, yeah, we'll say uh, there are two elves that are standing close to that stairwell, um, all the way with their back against the wall, and they look like they're taking questions from people while also pointing to the singer on the stage. You can go ahead and uh, give me an insight check. That would be a six. Oh, sorry, a ten. Jesus, that took a long time to roll. <laughs> um, yeah, you're not. I had, to you're find, not sh- I had to see what my like plus to it was. It's plus four. <laughs> yeah, so um, you're not sure um, who they could be affiliated with or what sort of importance they have uh, here tonight. But it does seem like it, people are going up and paying their respects to them. All right, is there anybody that's further away from the stairs? No. They're all okay. pretty much look like they're just here to drink and have a good time. All right. Um, I'm just going to walk up to the uh, the elves in the back then. All right. So working your way through the crowd, you're probably halfway through there now. You can very easily get up to the two elves with their back against the wall. Um, you get uh, about a couple people from them, and you can start hearing more clearly what they're talking about. And it seems like everyone that is going up is um, – uh, offering them some sort of gift of small coin uh, and saying thank you for the show, uh, thank you for the the performer tonight. Looks like they could be, um, you know, the people who are putting on the show at the tavern. Okay. I kind of right. bump my way through the line to get sure. to the front. Takes you a couple minutes, but you, you shoulder your way up there. Uh, and one of the elves uh, turns to you as the other one addresses another um, uh, person of the tavern. And um, in a very gentleman, um, high-class sort of um, style of speaking, he just goes, yes, you come to pay your respects to us. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, my name is, uh, is Wheeler. Who might I have the honor of addressing? Oh, my name is uh, Peeker. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, what? Peeker. Peeker. Yes, yes, the, the peeker. Okay, all right. Um, listen, I don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful. I just kind of, just kind of blew into town. Um, who are you exactly, and what is it that you do here, and why am I paying respects? Oh, because we are the entertainment, or at least we provide it on accordings of the Duke and the Duchess. Okay. They pay us to facilitate the entertainment for their establishment. Okay, so you guys are like the promoters. You could say. In the in the meantime, I went to grab a drink, and I'm just kind of sitting, like, not far from them, but off to the side, and just kind of like, uh, you know, not watching, not staring at them, but I'm watching what's going on in the conversation, just kind of like biding my time at the moment. All right, so. Drink uh, in my hand. You get your drink relatively quickly, considering the amount of people that are here, and you go just kind of mingle with everyone to seem inconspicuous. And uh, as you are just standing there, kind of every now and then looking back towards Wheeler, 
Uh, you just start feeling this, you know, body rub up against your back as this uh, relatively tall Goliath female just starts, you know, kind of nudging you a little bit, seeing if you want to dance. Uh, hey, what's up, girl? <laughs> you dance, no? Uh... Uh, let me get a few drinks in me, and then I'll, uh, I'll meet you out there, huh, cutie? All right, I'll see you later. Start shuffling away. All right, uh, Wheeler, back at you. What other questions or what sort of, uh, conversation are you trying to provoke out of these two Um, gentlemen? So, listen, I, uh, I'm just gonna be up front with you guys now that I kind of understand... I'm mostly here because I got I got a real important conversation I need to have with the uh, with the Duke, and I'm mm. just wondering if you guys could like give me give me like the hookup, get me get me past the uh, the big boy over there. Uh, the Duke is not here this evening. It is just the Duchess. I mean, oh, that works too. I mean, either or, really. It's just it's a matter of very important business, and uh, is she expecting you? Uh. I mean, probably not, but with the information that I have, uh, it just, it'd just it be very pertinent if I could speak to her immediately. Sure. Go ahead and give me a persuasion roll. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> uh, he doesn't really seem to care about your request. He can automatically really tell that you don't really have any business there, um, but he always seems to have his hand out looking for cash and out of the corner of your eye you notice him kind of put his arm a little low and kind of just extend his hand out and rub his fingers together uh all right i've got uh i can do that and i'll just kind of i'll give him the uh the three copper i got plus like five gold Is that enough? all right yeah he pockets it very quickly uh, and he says one moment i'll be back all right and then uh he works his way up the stairs uh he whispers in the ear of the half orc and the half orc comes down the stairs follows him you guys uh see the uh, distinguished promoter start coming down the stairs uh with the half orc and they start turning and making their way towards the bar he buys this massive bottle of wine for this half-orc, and he sits down at a stool by the bar, and he's given the bottle, and he looks like he is taken care of. Uh, the promoter goes and mingles with other people. Damn. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, I come up to, uh, I, I go up to Wheeler. <laughs> well, that was uh, easier than I thought. Yeah, I know. It, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It seems it seems a little too easy, but why don't we uh why don't we get going? And then uh I mean it seems like we got a green light to. Oh yeah. Oh, just so you know, the uh, the Duke isn't here. It's just the Duchess. So uh, now would be the time to uh, to lube up some of that patented Tordok charm of yours, so that we can get the goods and get the fuck out of here. Oh yeah, no, this sounds like my territory. And he, he like licks his hand and slicks his hair back a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go, killer. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Pushing Tordog up the stairs with his nasty spit hair. <laughs> uh, you go through actually, this. Actually, it looks beautiful. Let's let's get that clear. It was disgusting he did that, but goddamn. Oh, he just looks amazing. <laughs> your charisma's a 10. What? I know, you're, I know your stats. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, so it's you, a 10, but it doesn't mean that he's not beautiful. Beautiful people can have less than 10. <laughs> like Ed Sheeran. 
So you go up the stairs and you go through the door. <laughs> uh, and uh, as you go through the door, there the stairs go from a you know nice fine stained wood to now having this nice red carpet, this dark deep red carpet beyond the door leading up the rest of the way into the suite. When you get to I the lean, I, I lean over to Wheeler and I point at the carpet and I go, hey, I wonder if the, the drapes match the carpet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's red. That's the thing that said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, probably because, like, I feel like a Duke and a Duchess are very particular about their interior design. Yeah. No, you got real serious with that. I, come on, man. I was making a joke. All right. Well, let's get going. You get to yeah. the top of the stairs and you see that deep red carpet, that nice, like, you know, that leathery, that feathery shit, right? That just kind of tickles your toes. It's that type of stuff. It's real shaggy in here. And uh, when uh, you get to the top, that uh, entire floor of this semi-separated two-bedroom suite, the wall at the center has this nice big cutout so the rooms can interact with each other. But all of it, all of the carpeting is that dark, deep, feathery red, and the car- and the drapes do indeed match the carpeting. And uh, the rest of the room is like a pristine white. The bed has this fluffy white pillow on it with this big fluffy white comforter. The posts for the bed are white. It's just kind of blinding the contrast in the room. Yeah, so when you are uh, first get to the top, you initially do not see anybody. You don't hear anybody up here. Is there? Does there look like a? There's a place where valuables would be kept. Uh, yeah, sure. There is a. Um, you know those end tables with a mirror on them. You have one of yep. those with a small chair in front of it, that's on the left side of the bed. And when you're coming up and you can't see fully into the second room beyond, you can only see in this room. Uh, Torak, you deal with the with the dresser. I'm just gonna sneak into the other room, make sure she's not like up here sleeping or something. We're gonna get caught. All right, that sounds like a plan. It's really hard to whisper in this voice. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so are you guys, are you, I'm assuming with that you're stealthing through this area? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, go ahead and roll your stealths. Okay. All right, what do we get? Unnatural 20. <laughs> Shit, I got a 21. All right. Uh, so, I... Uh, Come, you, uh, Wheeler, you come around the banister and start making your way into the second room, and it is a mirror match from the first. All of the same things are in there. It looks like they just share separate rooms. Uh, and okay. uh, while uh, Tordok, as you start making your way around closer towards where the um, that mirror end table is, uh, go ahead and make me a perception check in regards to hearing. It got, it got real quiet. Are you guys still there? Yeah, did you yeah. tell What's your oh, perception okay. check? Chris? Yes. Yeah. Oh, your my perception check or yours, Chris? No, yours. Oh, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. My bad. <laughs> like, yo, Chris, let's go, man. You take it forever. <laughs> Always the last one to the party. Always the last one to the party. Uh twenty-five. All right, uh, you are stopped dead in your tracks when you hear a uh, a female voice just go, peekaboo. Ah, oh, shit. Um, it looks uh, like you can't see fully beyond the opposite side of the bed because this bed is massive. It's like a king size, and it sounded like it came from the space between the wall, the bed, that the um, that Mary you're walking towards kind of fits in. I, 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 like, jumped back and, like, uh, 
almost like uh, I did like a ninja roll backwards because he's very acrobatic. And he was like, ah, well, who's who's there? You do that. And then you just hear peekaboo in response. Uh, peekaboo. 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 I don't see you. Uh, you play this back and forth game of peekaboo for uh, <laughs> uh, a little bit as we get over to Wheeler. <laughs> he just I just picture Wheeler like listening to like peekaboo. 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 <laughs> it's very soft and it's very quiet, but Wheeler, you can hear him whispering to something, but you're not sure what he's whispering to because you don't hear the the, uh, the original peekaboo as you work your way right. out into this other room. As you start working into this other room, this room seems to be a lot darker. There's two candles lit in the first room that uh, lit up the air, and it looks like that would be the Duchess's side. Since the Duke isn't here, it looks like those candles are out, and it kind of makes a the far corner... Um, very kind of dark and shady. And as you move in, you just hear, I see you. Uh, what the fuck? Who, who goes there? And you immediately turn around to the opposite corner that you kind of walked in at, and sitting on top of this, um, uh, this kind of hutch in the top corner is this small little dwarf packed away who has this kind of uh, nice finely tied together beard and his hair is tied back in a ponytail and he just goes i see you and he goes whoa whoa who are you uh what the fuck who are you shh i'm not here i'm not here don't say anything okay yeah i'm also not here what the fuck are you doing not here back over to tordok Uh, I probably found that funnier than I should have. <laughs> Tor- Tordok, you uh, continue your back and forth uh, whispering of peekaboo, and but uh, you notice that there is a like tonal difference on the next couple of responses that you get, almost like the person is annoyed. Uh, hey, you sound you sound annoyed. I thought we were having a little fun here, huh? And then shooting up like a small little rocket, you see this. Um, white-haired female dwarven head kind of pop up from behind the head uh, uh, behind the bed and look at you so you're just seeing this kind of chunky little dwarven old lady's face Um, and she has a very confused look and then a very shocked look uh, once she sees who is in the bedroom and she uh, as she comes up she goes peek up oh my god who are you what are you doing in my room hey sup uh, and I'm both a, of those interactions kind of happen at once, and uh, you can hear the, um, as soon as she yells, uh, Wheeler, you can see the uh, dwarf kind of hop down and uh, look around very kind of puzzled and scared. Uh, all right, so are you going to explain to me what exactly the fuck is happening? I am not here. You've never seen me. I would just like to leave. Okay, yeah, no, great. I feel the same about you towards me, Uh so, windows over there, I guess. I'll, I'll take this. No, you're right. The window is the best way. And he starts scurrying over to the window, and it looks like he's about to jump the fuck out of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, good, good luck on your travels, strange, mysterious short man. Uh, not able to open the window up all the way. It takes him a good second and he almost gets semi stuck because of his kind of round dwarven body that he has. (laughs) 
uh, and it's taking him like a good 30 seconds to wiggle his way out of this window. And you're just kind of standing there watching. Standing with arms crossed, like tapping my foot. <laughs> just a, he's very out of breath. Um, I just picture I just picture him falling and like those those pull whistles. You oh, know yeah. what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could find one of those sounds on your new roadcaster. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh all right. Uh and uh Jesse, we're gonna come back to you and the um kind of now uh alarmed uh dwarven lady that is peeked up about uh, behind the bed. All right. Uh Hey, uh, how are you? Are you Duchess? Uh, yes. What are you doing in my, in my room? No one is supposed to be here. Where's the guard? Oh, uh, he he let me up. Uh, he he wanted me to introduce myself. Uh, my name's Turdock. It's nice to meet you. Nice to. So you're. You're not here to spy on me. Why? Why would I spy on you? That's a. You have people that spy on you? Uh, no. Why would somebody spy on you? No, no one, no one spies on me. Uh, nice to meet you, Turok. Uh, uh you're not, nice to meet you too. You're not going to, not going to say anything, are you? She starts to stand up from behind this bed, and she's wearing the same kind of dark red that the carpet is, kind of matches these long robes that she has on, and you can see she is wearing that silver necklace that has this about. I'll say two inch long kind of oval stone that's dark gray. Yeah, no, I I mean I'm not gonna say anything. Are you gonna say anything? Not a word. Alright, then we're we're both in cahoots with this. Uh, Alright, so right. so yeah. So what's the plan? What what do you mean what's the plan? What do you, I, uh, I, I, I think the best plan is for you to uh follow um the person you didn't see out that window and uh uh, just be on your way. Why Why are you trying to get rid of me? Hey, are you a prisoner here or something? No, 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 I'm not a prisoner. Just a duchess. Uh, with how far? No one in a room. How far away is uh, Wheeler from me? Uh, we'll say you guys kind of closed in, so Wheeler, you're hearing all of this as, as well, uh, and you're okay. within talking distance. Uh, so you guys are about 10 feet from each other. Oh, is he in the room, or... Uh yeah, so he's kind of at the at the middle part of the room where the intersect where the you know intersection is. I I give a little bow and I'm like I would like you to uh meet my friend here. Hey Wheeler, come say hi. This is the Duchess. Uh yeah, all right. Uh, hello. Uh, all, my all name's... All right, all right. You didn't need to bring in the muscle. How much do you want? Uh, the necklace would be fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thing around your neck, or or else. Yeah, or else impotent knuckle crack. All right, right, go ahead and give me. uh, Both give me. um, We're just gonna go straight intelligence rolls, just to see if you can figure out what is going on. Whoops. Okay. All right. What do you got? Seventeen. Uh, I got a. I got a nineteen. I actually kind of wished I would have rolled bad on that one. Just because I think it would have been funny. <laughs> so, uh, the Duke is not here, and there was a guard that you had to pay off at the at the front. And you're not so sure if that guard is normally supposed to be there. 
because the interaction that you just kind of had with these two people, it seems like they were doing something they may not have, ah. should have done. Oh, you oh, guys were holy, boots, I get you? it. Yeah, holy shit. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Getting a little freaky in the sheets, huh? Okay, so oh. new, new deal. Uh, no muscle required. Give us uh, that, that beautiful necklace or else uh, I will make it known to not only your husband but to this entire love-obsessed town uh, that you are having an affair. Uh, and she starts to get, uh, you know, a little um, uh, worried and excited. And you can see kind of like her face just drain as she is just running through the possibilities of what this could mean for her as her standing in this town. And she just breaks the clasp on the back. You see a couple of chain links kind of shatter off in the distance and tosses it your guys this way. It oh, says, hey, that's a little hasty, huh? But thanks, you know. The Duke must not know. Oh, yeah. No, never. Yeah. That's... Yeah. No. We. Uh, you know. We struck a deal. I am. Uh, I am an elf of my word. And and what's this? Uh, what's the Duke look like? Just so that we know. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. You kind of. She looks a little curious at you, like a little strange at your question. Like her eyebrows kind of raise up, and um, she seems to be like questioning it. If you don't know what the Duke looks like, then how much of a threat are you? Uh, and, uh, but you quickly notice that on that little mirrored table that you were going to go to is a painted portrait of the two of them. Yeah. And this kind of like fold out picture thing. Uh, and he looks like this, uh, semi balding old dwarf. Um, he, he has a, probably a third chin, just as big as his original chin. It kind of just goes down in layers. Uh, and he looks <laughs> very kind of liver spotted. And even in the painting, it looks like he's kind of sweating. <laughs> oh yeah, oh. the uh robust little balding dwarf guy there. All right. Yeah, all, all right. right. Uh you know what? I get it, your highness. Uh happy Valentine's Day. I just kind of yes, give her yeah. like a really faux salute and just start walking towards the stairs. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, your honor. All right. I follow. All right, uh, she kind of keeps to herself in the corner, watches you guys leave, and then you can hear her footsteps scurrying around throughout the uh, suite above as you guys work your way out of there. So where are you guys going now? Uh, back to the uh, the other tavern to give uh, Ricardo those stones. Uh, yeah, should, we, should we hop out the window or go back through the uh, you're missing, tavern? You're missing one key piece of information. Ricardo told you that each of them has a stone. Oh, shit, you're right. Ah, so we got to find the little dwarf. Uh, oh, well, hold on. We have to find the dwarf. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Turdock didn't say that. <laughs> hold on, wait. Hey, we have to find the little dwarf. He has one of those stones, too. There, Turdock said that one, though. Uh, all right. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just go back to the uh, back down to the promoter. Sure. As you guys uh, come off of the steps, it looks like the half-orc has finished the bottle of wine that he was given, immediately comes up uh, out of his seat as he sees you coming down the steps and starts to walk past you and take his post back up at the top. Sweet. You can, uh, it takes you uh, a little bit of looking around, but you can find one of the promoters pretty easily. Sweet. Hey, uh, thanks for that uh, hookup for the meeting. I got one more question for you. Hmm, yes. 
Uh, do you happen to know where the uh, Duke has adjourned to this evening? Oh, during the festivities that we promote, the Duke always takes some quiet time to himself down at the saunas. Saunas, alright. Thank you kindly. Now slip yeah. him another gold piece as a tip. Alright. Yeah, no. He likes you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. Um, which way is the sauna? <laughs> Uh, he gives you some directions to continue following the counterclockwise path that you had, and it's on the very northern part of the kind of clock face of this town that you guys are looking at. So as you guys uh, work your way out of the uh, Lovebirds Inn and Brewery, back onto this nice kind of path, you see a lot of people out riding uh, bicycles and uh, a lot of tandem bikes, and people just seem to be having a nice quiet time to themselves and enjoying everyone's company. And you work your way around the um, around the village, and you reach an area that doesn't have any sort of signs on it. It looks a little lower to the ground, like it's been dug into the earth a little bit. Uh, and it has this very long, triangular-shaped roof. And there are two smokestacks coming out of it that are blazing with this white steam. And you can guess that you're possibly at your destination. There's a small set of stairs that go down, and everything's like a very dark brown wood color. And um, there is a dark, non-door-having entranceway that looks like it goes down into this establishment. Oh, well. Yeah, Wheeler, I, uh, kind of, I kind of feel like I need to get my sweat on a little. How about you? A little bit, yeah. I feel like a good, a good steam. Steam would do us a little good. We have been traveling for, you know, quite some time. A little, little R&R, a little rest and relaxation. Turdock's already taking all of his clothes off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, what are you I doing? Didn't actually, right, let's go get this sweat on. Are you, huh? you going to leave your armor on and just have that raw leather rubbing feeling against your skin? Oh no, sweaty. he's going. <laughs> he's going into a sweat lodge. He's going buff. We right. does there not a take is anything there, off. Is there a towel around? <laughs> Wheeler's just going to sweat. Not have anything there, come off. Is um, there just like a white towel? Typical of a sweat lodge. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, it, on either side of this. Um, entranceway that goes down there's like this clothesline that's hung up and on either side kind of making these walls that go down and there are used and not used towels you're not sure which ones are used or not but there's several towels that you can grab on the way down no doubt so i grab a towel and put it around me and then i'll uh i'm gonna give uh <laughs> um i'll give uh one of my daggers to uh wheeler and be like hey if you're not gonna take your clothes off mind holding this just in case things get a little fishy. I want to relax, though. Uh, yeah, sure. I just kind of right. slide it into my bag. <laughs> <laughs> the bag of holding you just punctured? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, uh, so you start walking down, and uh, Wheeler, uh, even though you did not want to um, strip, you are burning up as soon as you pass through this like dark entranceway. Uh, and it's dark for about a good three feet, but there's a bright light. It's like a very strong transition from dark to light. That um, As soon as you walk in, there's a small uh, desk that's a 360, and um, there are two doors on the left and right back corners of this small kind of... Um, fuck, what's the name of the types of rooms? Antechamber. Uh, that lead, That's like prior, just before the, the sauna. And there is this... Um, 
we'll see this halfling man standing up on a stool, uh, just wearing a towel himself, has this kind of fiery red hair, and he has these bright orange, uh, very small curly Q chest hairs kind of staring at you, dripping with sweat. Uh, good evening, uh, person, presumably uh, hey, owner buddy. of this establishment. This is nice, huh? I'm looking to relax, huh? Yeah, yeah. Will you be here for the VIP treatment, or are you going to be here for the standard? Hey, I like your voice. I'm just saying, just throwing uh, that out there. We are we are very clearly the uh, the VIPs, and this will prove it. And I just kind of put the uh, the signet ring that Ricardo gave me on the table. Yeah, yeah. You guys, VIP. I see what you're rolling with there. Go ahead and take that off. Just go ahead through the left door over here. You push it in. You have a nice time in there. You get nice sweaty. I oh, am yeah. I'm sure we will. In my, as I'm just in a towel. I'm just, oh, man, it's breezy out here. Is it nice and hot in there? I'm looking for some steam. Open up my pores. God, the uh, this is over quickly. the halfling just does this weird kind of uh, like Greek pose on his little pedestal that he's standing on, and just takes a big deep breath in and out, just doing this awkward kind of like bronze god type pose. Very strange <laughs> as you walk in, enjoying the sweat. Uh, and um, weird flex, buddy. All right, let's get going. Uh, continuing to push through, uh, Wheeler continuing to burn up through uh, the nice steamy atmosphere. You can only see. At any given time, probably a foot to maybe two feet in front of you. So not very far. Everything else is like a very thick, dense fog. Uh, the floor becomes this nice marbled, small tiled floor that is a little slick. Uh, so um, as you're coming in, uh, Tordok, you're having a very hard time considering you stripped down to, you know, just a towel. Uh, trying to, you know, you're just doing this weird kind of slippering dance while uh, Wheeler's, uh, Wheeler's boots are digging in nice nice and easy. So you're having a hard time kind of traveling through this area. Um, and uh, as you do, um, there are small posts that look like divide off uh, sections of this, of this room, and there are these kind of built-in marble benches that align this, this um, ovular. This, uh, is ovular a word? I don't know if ovular is a word. This oval-shaped room. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, look at this ovulish room here. <laughs> this is nice. So people can uh, sit against the walls of the room and kind of relax. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any sort of pool or anything here. But there does have this, there is this immense orange glow that comes from the center of this of this ovular room. And it looks like it is kind of dancing and moving, but it's very low to the ground. Only like, maybe like a foot, two feet off the ground. All right. Um, I, I'm going to use Mage Hand. <laughs> all right um actually before i do that i'm gonna call out and be like hey is uh do we got this place to ourselves or is there anybody in here uh go ahead and make me a perception check all right oh i got a gentleman's nine you don't know yeah it's hard to tell you're not hearing any of the footsteps um, it's the sound of the steam emitting from whatever the orange glow is coming from the center. It's just kind of hissing. Uh, you can't make out anything. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pretend to start slipping around the room, like just feeling around. <laughs> All right. But going, but at the same time, I'm going, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay. Wheeler, help me off. 
fallen. Oh, oh all right. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll try. It's it's real hard to see in here. I do not move. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, go ahead and make me a deck saving throw there, um, uh, Tordok. Whoa. Oh, no. 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 Drop my die. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. All right. I'll use that one. That's good. Uh, ooh, next. All right, uh, 21. All right, uh, voting falling from your ass, but still losing. Um, you still have only so much control over the direction that you slide. Um, you avoid falling against the, uh, the slick marble, uh, and you come close to, but not landing on, this gentleman who resembles the uh, picture that you saw in the suite. And you kind of do this slide and sit all in kind of one motion, so it looks like you're like a drifting car that just kind of sits immediately next to him. And he just kind of, as you kind of bump shoulders with him, he's just like, what the fuck? I'm just like, whoa! Oh, man, I'm sorry over there. I, uh, I was, I really lost my balance. I thought I was going down. I'm going to take a huge digger. Take a, a what? Take a huge digger, you know? Isn't there more, you know? isn't there more room on the other side of this fucking place? Uh, hey, I like your style, you know? Uh, I feel like we could be friends, but, uh, I'm just trying to relax. Please, uh, refrain from talking to me while we're in here. Maybe we'll catch a beer on the outside, huh? <sighs> all right i uh i follow the sound of this conversation until i am uh is there a way that i can get behind them uh you can come the opposite way so you essentially just move along the outskirts because you don't want to the closer you get towards the glow at the center the um the hotter it gets so everyone just kind of sits along the walls and he went off uh one direction you can meet him the opposite way that'd be your best bet of getting behind someone okay yeah i want to i want to try and get to behind roughly where they are because i think once i get close enough i'd be able to tell the difference between uh the duke and tordok okay uh so as you start moving over in that direction you see this um this kind of dark quick quick movement coming through the um the steam directly towards you uh and in an instant you can make out this other creature that's in here running straight at you and you guys slam into each other uh go ahead and make me a athletics or acrobatics your choice to kind of stay on your feet and not you know cause a big accident so about that whole stealth thing um (laughs) it's a natural two my bonus doesn't matter we'll move on (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, so um, you kind of both should have taken should have taken your clothes off there. You would have had better balance. Uh, you hear this, uh, uh, Tordok. You hear this brief kind of like uh, skin on leather armor. I'm assuming you're wearing collision. Yeah. Um, uh, and you just hear this like oomph. But uh, Wheeler, uh, you get kind of tangled up with this person that was uh, running directly at you, and you both kind of slip and land down on onto the ground. Um, and you have this um, this elven female in your hands that just has a towel wrapped around her. <coughs> you fucking idiot! What the hell? Uh, doesn't say anything. It starts to like push herself off of you, like she's trying to run away, and starts to. She gets to her feet and she starts taking off. Uh, yeah, all right, whatever, bitch. 
Hey, Wheeler, you all right over there? It sounds like you just had some kind of collision or something. Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, don't worry about it. I've I found a I found a better seat. Some people just you shouldn't run in the sauna. It's it's fucking rude. This slippery here. Uh, so Tordok, as you guys are talking, you notice kind of a, a weird kind of gesture from this man as if, as you guys are talking back and forth to each other, uh, he kind of like pushes himself up in his seat. So he's sitting up a little taller and a little more professional. And he's just kind of looking around the room, not really paying attention to you guys before paying, uh, before his focus reverts back to what you guys are saying. I'm like real close to him now. And, uh, like sometimes I thighs touch a little and I'm going, Hey, Wheeler, you smell that? Man, it smells like, uh, smells like Bedussy. He kind of, like, once your, once your thigh touches for, like, the third time, he just slaps, bitch slaps your thigh and, like, scoots over, like, a whole foot just real quickly and goes, what is the matter with you? No respect. Uh, you, um, Wheeler, you have made it around and you're on the opposite side of this gentleman now. All right, um... Uh, using the thigh slapping as a distraction, I just basically come up behind him and I get him into like a headlock and I cover his mouth and I just put my knife lightly against his shoulder and I'm like, don't say anything. Oh, damn. Okay, go ahead and uh, make a grapple check with advantage because he is distracted with Tordok continuously trying to feel him up. Okay, cool. How didn't anybody react to my Badusi comment? I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) So that's a 10. With advantage? Yeah. Oh, wow. The dice are not with me tonight. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you... He's like, he's like, hey, um, please, you know, calm down you know, and don't move or something. All right. So, kind of. really, you are not prepared for how extraordinarily slippery and sweaty this dwarf is. <laughs> <laughs> and you go oh. and you kind of go for this um this uh this headlock on him but he has all these extra chins so you grab that and you slide up his face kind of like jamming his nose into his head uh. and just slide completely off him and now you just kind of glisten with this thick sweat oh all right that didn't work uh, but you do have your dagger out um you can have it pointed at him or or kind of put away it's up to you yeah i just kind of keep it like foe aggressively gestured at him like i i don't actually want to hurt him i just really want him to think that i will okay reacting to the grab and seeing the dagger he quickly like slides and slams into tordok and you guys slowly and slowly kind of pincer him into this small little section of the sauna and you just you hear him you can hear him like his his you know throat drop to his stomach as he takes this huge gulp sound hey buddy buddy hey hey relax you're among, uh, you're among friends, you know, or you can be among enemies. This is your choice and your decisions will uh, dictate which one's, uh, what kind of situation you're in, huh? Oh, sure. Give me intimidation. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 oh, how's our eight? Because I do not have any, uh, anything to... It, Nope, okay. Not so, so um, with the uh, with the kind of assist with the with with the dagger out from Wheeler and you guys really close to him, he doesn't think that he's threatened for his life, but he doesn't look like he wants to you know get hurt tonight either. So he's not full. It doesn't look like he's going to be 
very easy to sway. I know uh, we may not seem too intimidating to you. I can tell by your look. But trust me, buddy. Um, we want to be friends. You know what I mean? Look, look. I have a very simple proposition for you. I don't want to hurt you. This is a very simple deal. I need a very particular necklace that you happen to have with some very special stones in it. Now, I understand that that may be important to you for monetary reasons. So I am going. I am willing to trade information I have about your wife for that necklace. Wait, wait. Hold on just a second. Wheels are turning here, Wheeler. Um, I think I understand what that smell that I was smelling earlier was. Uh, what were you doing in here alone with that little half-elf that went running out of here? Oh, wait, no, Wheeler did, <laughs> didn't see her. Uh, what were you doing alone in here with that little uh, little female there that ran out of here? Oh, I know not of what you talk about. Now get away from me. I am the Duke of this place. I'll tell you what, Duke. I don't know what I'm talking about either. Wink. And he, sa- he says wink. <laughs> you are the Duke uh, of this place, and I am quite literally a literal nobody. Your authority means nothing here to me. I could be gone. Nobody here even knows my fucking name. What is your name? Unimportant to you. Right now, I am the man who knows some very important, crucial details about your wife. Duchess Piercely? Yes, she uh, she very well could be in danger. But I will never tell you the nature of this danger unless you part with that necklace. Uh, um, I, I don't have it. I don't have it. I lost it in the fire. Fi- like the fire over there? Yes. I dropped it when I slipped. Oh, that's easy enough. I mage hand the necklace out of the fire. Uh, so where you're at, <laughs> you could do that because it's not too far away from you. But you actually, um, with the bright orange glow, you don't see the necklace kind of in that area. Can I like feel around with it with the mage hand? Uh, sure, and your mage hand gets, you know, probably an inch away from this fire, and then you hear, like, this loud, like, snapping sound, and you can see the fire kind of almost, uh, shoot out at the mage hand and attack it. Uh, what kind of, uh, kind of magical fire you got going on over there? It's an elemental. It came here of its own will. It provides us the steam. All right, well, uh, you're the Duke, right? Mr. Important, go over there and uh, assert your authority. Yeah, why don't we take a, a little walk over there, you and your two new friends, and we go and uh, get this necklace back. What do you say there, buddy old pal? All right, uh, you seem to kind of um, uh, coerced him enough that he agrees to follow you closer towards the, the center where this uh, elemental is. And as you get closer, you get about five feet from it, and the heat is the hottest that you guys have felt. And even being as naked as you are, Tordok, it's starting to get to you. And you can see that this fire elemental has taken the shape of this giant, like, tortoise that sits in the middle. And it looks like this big snapping turtle. Um, So just picture a snapping turtle, but it's glowing like a hot ember orange kind of all around it. And it has these whispery heat waves that are coming off of it going to the ceiling and making all this steam that comes into the the sauna. 
Um, and you can see it's like its legs slowly kind of moving around in place. You can see its neck every now and then kind of jutting out, looking around, and then going back in. Hey, hey, uh, Wheeler. Hey, he's on fire. He's up in here. He's burning hot. He's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> like this song, remember, from a childhood? I you know. No. Ah, you know. Anywho. Uh, yeah, so get that necklace back there, friend. Buddy. Uh, so he kind of like falls down on his hands and knees and he's slowly inching himself closer and closer. Uh, and as he starts moving his hands around, his hands kind of like slip out from under him and he falls on his, smacks his face off of the, um, off of the uh, marble floor. And you can see that that tortoise, uh, with as close as he is now, is about to come over and snap at him. Um, grab hey, his Wheeler. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll save the dude at once. <laughs> hey, Wheeler. Uh, let me let me see that dagger that you had. That you have um, in mind. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try and grab him by the ankle and pull. Uh, sure. Make a grapple check. Okay. Yeah, because that worked so well the last time. <laughs> For fuck. <sighs> I need new dice. Seven. <laughs> All right. So uh, this can I can I try to help him? This is how this will this is how this will play out. So you reach down and try to pull him away as Tordok, not necessarily caring how quickly this turtle can come around and snap at him, looks to you and asks for your dagger. Uh, you try to slide him across the floor, but you more kind of like windshield washer him, like windshield wiper on your car, <laughs> just kind of back and forth. And he's just sliding around on his stomach, and this tortoise's head is snapping every which direction that it can to try to snap at him as you're just kind of not pulling him back because you're trying to stay balanced as well. Well, I guess that counts for something. So continuing to kind of uh, windshield washer him back and forth, um, the, tor- the tortoise seems to lose interest after probably 10 or 11 attempts as you guys just keep going back and forth and uh, kind of retreats back to his shell, and you're able to pull this fat, sweaty dwarf back very slowly. You have to grip him where his towel is tied around his belt, and it almost comes around his waist, and it almost comes off. Uh, And as you are dragging him, you can see the silver chain from the uh, stone necklace kind of dragging along the floor in his hands. You fucking liar. You you realize that you almost just died. Like, why? what are you doing? (laughs) Oh, wait, did you just grab it? Or did he have it the whole time? No, I just, I just grabbed it. Listen, I have a negative intelligence modifier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he kind of sloppily kind of flip like a fucking dead fish on water, tries to roll himself over onto his back, and he extends his short little stubby finger dwarven hand up, holding the uh, stone with the necklace kind of hanging there. Says, oh, take it and tell me the news of my wife. Oh, yeah. Uh, I grab it and I uh, pass it off over to Tordok. There's, uh, there, there's a, uh, a rumor of a, of a spy that was, uh, was seen exiting your, uh, your shared loft over top the bar. Uh, I don't know what happened because there was like some orc god or something. I couldn't couldn't do anything about it but i'm just some nobody you didn't hear this from me he goes no don't worry 
don't worry, my lady. Elvith Pursley is here. And he starts sprinting across, or trying to sprint across this wet, slippery floor. His towel falls off behind him, and his bare, dwarven ass fades into the steam, and you can hear him working his way out of this area. Did that Did that man just say his name was Elfith Presley? That's, uh, that's what he sounded like. I thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what they say. They, they Everybody thought he faked his death on the crapper. I guess he wound up here. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, that makes a lot of sense now that you say that. Shame for I mean, a... there was a lot of evidence saying that he didn't, uh, you know, go out the way that he did, even though his heart was supposedly not really doing too well. Yeah, shame. Shame for such a legendary bod to go down, though. Elvis probably got real fat, though, huh? Yeah, real disappointing that. Fame will do that, I... though. I also, I didn't think that he was a Dutch. I thought he was a king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where are you guys going from here? <laughs> uh, now, I, uh, now I we can go back should, to Ricardo. Yeah, I suppose we should probably get out of here. You look you look pretty bad, buddy. You look as wet as that bod did when we I first got here. I feel disgusting, and I want to leave and never talk about anything that happened here ever again. Yeah, we don't got to talk about wrestling a naked dwarf. Talk about what? What? So, as you guys uh, have acquired <laughs> these two stones... Oh, sorry, keep going. As you guys acquired oh, these two stones, um, you can feel that they are indeed extraordinarily light, uh, and they feel fairly fragile. Uh, so you take good care of them as you retreat from the sauna house in Honeymoon and start working your way back towards um, uh, just outside of the... Um... Hold on. Why is my... I, I minimized my notes. The Drowning Hearts Tavern. Um... Uh, where Ricardo said he would meet you close by the lakeside at midnight. You guys are able to enjoy yourselves and have a couple more drinks and learn a little bit more about the area. And it's kind of like this lover's retreat area that sees a lot of visitors from a large nearby city outside of the forest. Uh, and you guys start finding directions so you can work your way through there and continue your travels later on. Uh, as uh, midnight comes uh, fairly close, you guys leave the tavern and you work your way towards the waterside. You can see uh, most of the people in the town have gone inside. Everyone's kind of sleeping and resting off the night. And the moon is very bright, and it's shining directly uh, in your guys' direction. So you can see a light scatter coming off of um, the lake kind of towards you. Uh, you see the silhouette of Ricardo standing, uh, looking at the lake, uh, waiting for you guys to uh, approach him. Uh, and as he hears your... Go ahead. Uh, before we go up to him, I do want to, uh, like, as we're going to the place, before we even, like, come close, I do want to have a little conversation with Wheeler, and I want to say, um, hey, uh, what Ricardo say that uh, his girl looked like? I don't remember, I don't, I don't think I asked. I didn't think it, I got distracted by the, by the money, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, no, I wasn't really listening to his stupid face either. Um, all right. I'm just thinking that, you know, hey, the, he, here it is. The Dutch has these expensive things that he didn't have before, right? And yeah. his girl's gone, right? And yeah. all of a sudden, the Dutch is obviously banging that broad in that sweat lodge. So, uh, bada bing, bada boom, maybe that was it, huh? Oh, probably. 
I'm also very happy that I got to uh, incorporate some bada bing bada boom, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't know if we should maybe possibly gonna... say something, because if that's the same chick, I mean, this poor sap's been through a lot. Maybe we should say something or maybe not. I so, guess it's not of our business. So I don't here's, know. here's what I'm thinking is once, yeah. we're, once we're paid, you can tell them whatever you want. If, yeah, no, if you feel the, if you feel yeah. morally obligated to to lighten the load of this poor bastard's heart, then you absolutely do it. Uh, I will take that weight and convert it to coin and then leave. Yeah, no, hey, <laughs> and who knows? Maybe uh, uh, how about this? Maybe after we do this, we see if uh, he wants to pay us for a little bit of information. Maybe that's how we get monies out of this. All right, let's get going. We yeah. can walk and talk. Yeah. <laughs> Still in your towel, you work your way down, down the hillside. <laughs> I have changed back into my clothes. Uh, so as you two work your way down to... Just the, then. All right, stop interrupting me, Jesse. Sorry, but I just want to make sure everybody knew just then is when I changed back. I've been in a towel this like in, up until right now. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so that is clear for everyone. He is now currently changed just recently. All right, uh, you work your way down uh, to the lakeside, uh, and hearing your footsteps, Ricardo turns around, and he gets this big smile on his face, uh, and he rushes over to meet you, uh, and he goes, Oh, you you, you successful in, in finding the precious stones? Uh, yeah, absolutely. They're, uh, they're right here. Mamma mia, thank you so much. Please, here, take take my watch. Take my coin. Take this necklace straps. I don't need them. Take everything you want. And he actually gives you an additional 50 gold coin purse uh, on top of what he already agreed to give you. He's filled Hell with such yeah. joy and excitement. No doubt. Sweet. Ah, right. Time to body, huh, buddy? Oh, yeah. Uh, you see, he looks like he is very, like, uh, gentle with these stones, and he kind of loses interest in you guys. Start talking about, you know, the coin and starting to get excited about that. And he turns, and he starts walking back towards the lake. And he gets uh, just by the lakeside, and you guys, everything seems to go very, you know, uh, quiet and still. And then you just hear this... <laughs> sound. <laughs> What the fuck? What the fuck was that? I mean, and you hear it again. It's just... <laughs> sounds like somebody's driving like a Model T or something through here. And you it can see like ripples start uh, coming into the shining or reflection of uh, the moonlight. You see ripples starting to break that reflection as it starts coming across. And you start seeing this small little stick kind of boat. Uh, it's probably only about a foot in diameter, and it's the first thing that comes into the moonlight's view. And then you see this huge swan that's pushing it with its beak as it starts coming closer and closer towards the river, uh, the lakeside. Uh, hey, do you think do you think that swan is Esmeralda? Oh my fucking god! It better not be. I might kill uh, him. I might yeah, actually dude, kill him. This dude's plugging or the swan. <laughs> I might kill him. That's fucking. That's. Hey, all right, hold on. I gotta, I gotta see what happens next. As the swan continues to push this small little stick-made craft closer to the lakeside, it meets up with Ricardo. Ricardo uh, puts down the two gray oval stones into this small little basket the swan is pushing. 
and you guys quickly come to realize that they're not stones that are extremely light. They are very fragile swan eggs, uh, and very commonly mistaken for other precious stones in this nearby area. And uh, Ricardo then, being the druid that he is, shifts down into his wild shape and joins his swan Esmeralda as they go floating off into the lake together. Oh my god, that's so weird. You know, I never really thought of what happens when a druid fucks nope, an animal. No, nope, don't want to think. Nope, nope. You know, you know they do, though. Um, you know. Nope. I'm just like As, walking walking away. The last thing that Tordok hears before Wheeler is just gone is, you know, you're the only person with magic that I even kind of remotely tolerate. <laughs> That's understandable. If you've made it this far, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for listening to this short little story that we kind of wanted to tell. Uh, we hope you have a, a great coming holiday. Uh, this should be online. We are outside the stat block. You can find us um, on Twitter at OTS block, Facebook outside the stat block. Um, come over to our website at outside the stat block.com where we're having a, um, a giveaway of Tasha's cauldron of everything. If you just go to our website. You can find out how to enter there and uh, you know, like comment, share. I'm Ben. Uh, and I've been Chris, and if you happen to be listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, feel free to hit us up with that good uh, that good review, that five star. Uh, as I've said before, you know, say something nice about us. I'll read it out. I'm trying real hard not to slip back into Wheeler. It's just so automatic now. <laughs> um, thanks again for listening, guys. Yes, and uh, I am Jesse, and um, yeah, no, please do. It helps, uh, you know, push us to the top, maybe get a few more people listening to this and if you enjoy it you know it's it's a very hopefully a very small thing that you guys can do to try to to possibly help us out um yeah so uh as tudok would say go play pretend with your friends subscribe